0: At this point, I don't even think that we should consider the Leafs winning in regulation. It's Leafs talk, another shootout edition. Some things you can just predict, you know? Some things you just Mm -hmm. know are going to go down. When Seattle scored that second goal, was there any Mm -hmm. doubt in your mind that we were going to be sitting here after an extra frame and potentially a shootout?
1: They just love making the boys stay at the station longer. They're just addicted to oh. it. The guys are just there grinding, producing the <laughs> show. They just love them. making them stay an extra twenty five every night. I, yeah. I, I, you know, they won again, and it's like I feel like we're going to do the Way same right. show again. But yeah. uh, I just, yeah, you got a three, not, you got a three-one lead against the least inspiring hockey squad I've watched in a really long time. You should probably win the game in regulation, but yeah, uh, they get the win again. But. uh still stuck on five uh, rw's there bud yeah all right so
0: it's leafs talk i'm jd bunkus he's sam mckee follow us on twitter and instagram at jd bunkus at sammy mckee hit the thumbs up if you're watching live right now on youtube and subscribe and leave five stars if you're listening on spotify or apple but okay so there's there's a lot of positives i thought for tonight like my the, the old jd notebook was full of pretty good notes for the first two periods of this hockey game right i thought yeah. that they, they played a little tougher. There was a couple of moments in the game where a couple scrums I liked, a Tavares bump after Bertuzzi takes a cross-check, Marner gets off the schneid, he scores a hat-trick. Um, we can go through those goals, I'm sure, at some point here in a second. Um, the Leafs, I thought, played like a pretty good physical, tight hockey game. They were taking advantage of a team that just didn't really have too much. Mm-hmm. And I thought my favorite even moment of the game was the Kraken get back in the game with some power plays in the second period. And the second one ends after a kill and the top guys just go right to work and dominate a couple of five on five shifts. And I went, good, this is the team that you're supposed to have. This is what is supposed to show up for the Leafs. And then that third period is just like, it's so tough. These guys make it so hard on you. Sometimes you want to heap praise on them. Tonight was supposed to be praise night. This was going to be cookie night. This was going to be attaboy night. And that third period, is just, it's impossible. They, they, they refuse to let you just go through a game without putting up a red flag, man.
1: Yeah. They, they are a weird team to analyze because here again, they get two points and they're moving themselves further into the playoff picture. And it's like, if you were zooming in on this season or just flying in here and like, what's all the issues, what's the problems, Mm -hmm. but it's, you know, it's just the inconsistencies throughout these games that just kill me in terms of them having these stretches of games where they look so good and they're able to roll four lines and having, you know, McCann in there, your fourth line looks so much more capable and you're rolling four lines. The third line looks good, Matthews and Marner. And then it's just lulls of the game where they get hemmed in like how many times have we seen this year the other team have close to two i guess maybe it happens with every team but it just feels like it's happened a lot where these guys get stuck in their own defensive zone and they're not bending their knees <laughs> it's like the other team's just snapping it around it's just it's not even the inconsistency game two game it's the inconsistencies within the game that are so sure. frustrating to me like it's just it feels like we're watching two different teams within games at times it's a really weird team to analyze
0: bro it's tough and i'll just say this i know that there's some people that tune into this right away and they just want to like they're like the team won why why can't you just be happy with Yeah, the team great won? but yeah, it's year yeah, seven
1: yeah.
0: yeah yeah it's it's year seven but not just that it's it's the way that they're winning all these games now like they've now played thank you to our boy luke swadron who mm-hmm. who went and did the research they've now played 35 minutes of overtime
1: yeah it's a lot
0: 35 wow. minutes it's Was buddy it tenth game? it's still november <laughs>
1: it's, <their tenth laughs> it's still game tonight it's still november i assume yeah, I he's know.
0: adding tonight's game i assume yeah. that he added it i'm trusting luke all right yeah. if, okay. if i'm Listen. wrong luke put your twitter handle in the the chat if you're wrong you take all the bullets you take all the bullets in the chat if
1: you got this one wrong luke's been at the station for eight ten hours i saw him this morning at 11 a.m the guy's in the sausage factory doesn't leave he's grinding He's grinding. yeah he's He's,
0: he's grinding shout out to luke but yeah dude it's november they've played 35 minutes here i i just i can't be bothered to care that they win these games this way anymore. Like I want to see them close a game out in regulation. I want to see them find a way to actually not including this game says Luke. Wow. Lukey. All right. So, but at (laughs) Luke's Squadron. but yeah, 30, that's 39 minutes, buddy. We we've played two extra periods of hockey. Thanks to overtime so far this season again in November. It's just, it's too much for these guys. It's, it's too many minutes of extra time. Uh, enough is enough close out a hockey game what i will say is okay the win is good because mm-hmm. it's it's buying them time like they oh, desperately sure. need these points because it's pretty clear at this point that they're, they're not just gonna i don't think start ripping off regulation wins i think that the team that we're seeing right now them still being able to collect some points is a huge mm-hmm. positive even like the standings Where they are the atlantic this year the, so yes
1: and yeah, their decor
0: Yes, exactly. So I don't want to make it seem like they shouldn't get any credit for these wins. They, they do need to collect these points. But yeah, I think just about everybody watching this would like to just see a normal, can't you just win 5-2 with an empty netter one of these times? That would be great.
1: Yeah, no, it's, I was just looking at the ice times here because you were talking about the extra frames and yeah. yeah, it's just, it's it's just more of the same. They just, they're playing their top guys so much. And can we focus on overtime a little bit I mean, I, if you
0: want? I, I really don't care about overtime. I barely know. I
1: know you don't. I know you don't care about overtime and it's three on three and it's, not, yeah. but like, can those guys bend their knees? Can they like, you know, the three on one that the crack can get in overtime Matthews. It takes a solid, you know, two steamboats for him to get back in the picture after they've already had a chance when the puck goes to the trailer. Like, I know it's an exhibition. I know it's three on three. I know it's like, it's not the real hockey. I understand that, but like, some of the visuals of Willie and Matthews. How long was Matthews out there for the start of that three-on-three? Uh, three? Like, the reason these guys' ice times are so long is because they're staying out there so much. It's like he must have been out there for the two full first minutes of overtime. He had a couple chances to changes, change. He didn't do. We lost every battle out there. I hate mm. the way they play in overtime. I hate yeah. it. It's just, I, I have know a... it's three-on-three and, three and it's a different thing. I get it, but they just yeah. look so, like, no purpose. Like, they're just, no, they're not bending their knees. It's hard to watch.
0: For me, I just – I can't get too worked up about it because, A, to me, it's just – I know it doesn't Regular matter. season is a test yeah. for the postseason. We're not going to see it.
1: Mm-hmm. And, B,
0: you said it. Keith leans on these guys so hard throughout a game that by the yep. time they get to overtime, they've all got tired brain. So, like, what's my expectation? I, I just yeah. – when when you're playing three-on-three, three, it's a skills competition. I'm sure if you went through the league and you started looking at all the three-on-threes – that you'd see a lot of plays like this from the star players who have played a ton of minutes throughout those games. Sure. The difference with the Leafs is, again, they've played 40 extra minutes of this, so we have a larger sample size. So it seems like a little bit and more. Four guys play. They don't yeah. play anyone
1: else. They play yeah. there's like, who's the, who's the forward rotation? It goes Matthews, Marner, then they yeah. go Yarncroc and Willie, and they go back to Matthews and Marner, and then within like mm-hmm. the last minute or so, they'll go to Domi. And it's crazy that I yeah. have this memorized because I watched it so many times already. Like, I actually I know say. their overtime rotation off by heart because I've watched it 10 times already this season. So, I was yeah. gonna say,
0: I think Nick Robertson only cracked 10 minutes of ice time once in his last six games, yeah. and I'm wondering if he cracked it again. Oh, he did. He barely 10 10. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's down, is the
0: surprising one. Only nine minutes. You got to figure that Sheldon Keefe should be finding more time for him. Like, I'm not really IBM seeing three. The yeah, I'm just not seeing the parts of Gregor's game that should have him completely limited. But yeah, we're back to the same bad habits of just like, hey, the star players are playing way too many minutes. Roll them, roll them. And em. it's just, it's the same dudes on the ice all night. All right, anyway, um, let's get into the big pause of the night. That's Marner, right? Second career hat trick. And I-, I will say, obviously, he's the biggest. he's the biggest star of the game. The first goal, are we going to go through these? The power play one? I like this because he's just battling for a puck down low and then he does the thing, the little cute sneaky, like hides the extra second in the pop out from the back of the net. A lot of guys in mm-hmm. that way, but I, I just thought it was crafty. I thought it was smart and I liked the battle ahead of it.
1: Yeah. He, uh, he looked awesome tonight, obviously. And yeah. I know we're talking about overtime and shootout, but the edge work that he showed off on his shootout winner was pornographic like that. Yeah. He was legitimately just doing that being like, Hey, 20,000 yeah. people. Watch how sick I am at this. It was completely needless. He's just dancing on skates. That was nice to see. But yeah, like he's just, the the bubble Marner thing is hilarious. He just looked way more decisive, way more purposeful. Just what you expect from Marner. He looked Mm -hmm. like Mitch Marner. He looked like the guy that can carry a team at times tonight. And it's not just because of the hat trick. I guess it's a chicken and the egg thing where, you know, you're not getting anything. You're not getting a sniff of anything and Mm -hmm. the puck's not going your way and you're not as engaged, you're not as confident. You know, the first one goes in, like you said, and it's just like a, a boulders yeah. off his shoulder, and he's been great all night. So you're hoping the sort of the same thing happens for Matthews here soon. But yeah, Marner yeah. was electric tonight, yeah, full yeah. value.
0: The difference between him and Matthews, and I, I'm sure that Matthews is feeling a little snake bit right now or whatever. He's, mm-hmm. he's carrying a little bit of this pressure. God, the finish and the, the breakaway too is gorgeous. Very nice. Um, a couple of things with Mitch. I do feel as though there's a different mental component with him than the other guys. Like you, the, the second he scores that goal, it just, yeah, the, the monkey's off his back. He's just got the pressure back off his shoulders, and you and I always say, when he's at his best, he's got that different jump. He's got that like water bug element, right, where he's just moving differently. He's quick yep. in short spaces, and all of a sudden, he's just around the play more, and that was Mitch tonight, so good for him. He was awesome. I think he needed it because yeah, he was taking a lot of bullets from people. I think that what would you say the percentage of group chats that have made Mitch Marner off-season trades is right now? Like eighty-five uh, percent high?
1: high. Yeah. Maybe after these <laughs> full games, maybe from these uh, yeah. back from these games from Sweden, it's flipped. It's flipped back to Willie.
0: No, that's good. <laughs> that's he's got he's got a long runway before that ends up happening. But yeah, he had. No, I did think There's some Marner chats.
1: Like even Kipper was like, "Well, maybe." Like I don't know. Yeah, it's like maybe yeah. Willie's past Marner. I'm like, "Oh my god, yeah, he's saying course. it."
0: Yeah, dude, if Kipper's saying it, then the group chats are saying it. All yes. right.
1: <laughs> <Correct>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if the number one Marner fan is off yeah. Marner corner, then, you know, it's going rough for yeah. Mitch. So, yeah, I think he needed that one tonight. He was great tonight. So kudos to him. Uh, you know, I, I, I want to say, too, like out of the the second kind of stars for me is I, I just like the pressure from the top six tonight. But I am going to give a little special shout out to a guy who took a bad penalty late, Matthew Nyes. I thought he's been like really quiet lately. For the Leafs and that he's been sort of the under the radar non contributor for this team because oh, so much yeah. oxygen
1: bad night.
0: You thought he's bad. I liked him. Yeah. I thought that
1: he had good jump. Uh, I haven't really liked him a whole lot. The whole, for a long time here, See, like I feel I think-
0: the total opposite. The first two periods really? of this game, I felt like he was just like a real impact player. Like the, the top two lines were, Buzzing for the first two periods. Mm. And then they just completely went away in the third, and everybody was dreadful. But yeah, no, I thought that this Maybe one was it's like. just recency
1: bias because I watched that third period and everybody was yep. awful. But to me, it's just like it's been a huge lull here for Nice. And it has been. I think that's pretty. Understandable. Look at that play right
0: there. It's like good little puck battle on the wall, good puck pursuit. Like that was just kind of him all night. Like he had good energy, good jump. He yeah. was winning a lot of battles. He was forcing a lot of turnovers. That one shift right there, he forces two turnovers on the play. He creates both scoring chances.
1: Like yeah, I, I just, I liked him 30 seconds it. into the game. And then, you know, it's, yeah. it's, I just think that it's a lot to ask of him and he's still a rookie. We forget how young he is and it's mm-hmm. a lot too soon. I just, I think that if you're going to put him into that spot, you're going to have to kind of expect this to me. It's, it's going to be yarn That's going to go back up there again. Like that's just going to be the, it's going to be the Alex Kerfoot move where it's just, they're going to maybe run it out there again to start these games, but you're gonna see Yarnkroc go up there a bit more, nice go back down the line. So too.
0: It's just that's I, that's a long term thing. And I do think that I, that actually could happen quicker than later just because I think the Robertson experiment is nearing its conclusion. I, I just don't think that they're yeah. gonna play him for much longer. Uh like it just it's not gonna happen. He's a defensive liability every single night. You want to talk about a guy who's like losing every single puck battle. Mm-hmm. He's fighting it the coach is yelling at him on the bench he's not playing any minutes I feel like he's, he's going to be Marley's bound soon. And that, yeah, Knives could end up on that line. But no, I like Knives tonight. I was really happy with his yeah. play through the first two. The, the third period is like, find me the leaf you liked in the third.
1: Uh, Joseph Wall.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. I was going to say, can't really find anybody else. It's another yeah. total collapse for this team. Just lack of attention to detail, lack of follow through. And you got to wonder if some of it is just like, again, burnout for these players who are carrying such a heavy, heavy, and,
1: heavy workload. Man, look at who you're depending on to play defense Mm -hmm. like that's a huge part of this it's you're depending on three legitimate like not legitimate but borderline ahl guys that are playing in your top six they are all contributors these aren't guys that are mixing in and out these are guys that are on your team going to be playing a ton like what i don't have the ice times in front of me i'm just pulling it up here quickly Mm -hmm. but like you know brody plays 23 riley's always Mm -hmm. your He was 26. Uh, Laguson plays 18 minutes tonight. Connor Timmons plays 14 minutes tonight. It's just, you're going to have lulls defensively when you're playing guys that are not are borderline NHLers for 15 minutes and 18 minutes. Like it's just kind of the way it is.
0: So I actually don't think they've been that big of a problem. I I really don't like, I I like Benoit and I like Laguson. I think both guys have been totally fine as depth defensemen. I really don't see anything in connor timmons like i just i'm sure it'll happen at some point he can snap a pass ish but i don't like i think it's pretty clear why he's the the guy that's bottom in minutes on the team uh like i I think he's the worst of the bunch but i actually think that like one of the big positive stories of the season so far is that like they've gotten real depth contributions from lagason and benoit like i don't i think that those guys play a simple game both of them play pretty heavy Neither yeah. of them is, like, overly mistake-prone. Sure. Neither of them is, like, super fast-footed. Neither of them is, like, a breakout champion. Could they be better? Absolutely. But, like, maybe this is actually a good spot for us to do Zdorov thoughts. Blow, like,
1: Are you just going to, like, just keep blowing leads to bad teams? Like, <laughs> you know, like, if, I know they're probably – like, I think Benoit was he a minus one tonight. I think Lagason was even or whatever. I was going to say they scored wait,
0: wait, two power play goals. Riley's out.
1: Riley's out there for one of the goals against in the third period, the one that he yep. walked off the wall where camp lets him walk in or whatever. I just think you're going to – you're stretching your top guys so much to me when you're playing – like Brody has definitely taken a dip, right? And I think mm-hmm. he played probably played up near 24 minutes tonight, 23 minutes. And it's just like when you're playing these guys so much, Brody is not a 23-minute-a-night kind of guy. He just isn't. And Riley yeah, can I play – Riley can play a ton. Uh, McCabe was playing a lot more than he should. So you're, you're asking a ton of these guys because you can't play the guys underneath as much. Mm-hmm. I, I get what you're saying with, the, with those guys being good depth, but at some point you need to add to it. And like I, you know, we, we can talk about Zadorov or whatever. I have thought a lot about it since I sent a tweet earlier about maybe the least up in that offer. I understand the fact that he's probably not the best fit but to me, they're in like borderline desperation mode here in terms of finding bodies and looking at that price. It was just a tough pill to swallow. That's all i just I'll don't say feel that it. way.
0: I just don't feel that way. I just think like, you know me, I was on record saying, I think to Zdorov early on in the year before the Lilligren injury, before um, everything that's happened with John Klingberg, that he was kind of the fit, that they needed a big, heavy 50 that could provide a little bit of secondary scoring. But since then, like things have changed. They don't have John Klingberg anymore. And Mm -hmm. I think that they found a couple of guys who can be their five, six defensemen in Laguson and Benoit. Like, I I don't think they're the issue. Like, I think that the issue with the blue line, the bigger one to me is that, yeah, they lean too heavily on McCabe and now Brody as their, like, top guy. No, but that's not even true. Dude, they're playing Laguson and Benoit a bunch of minutes. They do that because they need somebody to play with Riley. Like, they still have to play other defensemen. Like, again, Benoit played 15 tonight. Laguson played 18 tonight. Like, that's a lot for third pairing guys. They're doing that because, like, they have Connor Timmins back there, and then he'll be the first guy that gets swapped out and replaced. Like, you can find a couple of guys that are going to be all right. What this team needs is not more depth defensemen. What they need is a guy who's going to be an impact player on their right side that can slot in on their second pairing or on their first pairing immediately. Like, they need a heavy minute, 20-minute-a-night guy. And it clearly needs to be the right side. So there's a couple things here that I I really think that Leaf fans need to understand. But
1: but those don't, you know, like I'm sure there's guys that are kicking down the door to trade right shot 20 minute uh, night kind of guys.
0: But that's the whole point. Beggars
1: can't be choosers here.
0: No, the point is, is that they need to be able to do two things. One, they're not a team that has a whole treasure trove of assets. They've got a couple of things. They've got a few draft picks and they've got a limited amount of cap space. Like the Klingberg injury, they got to make sure that they use that cap space wisely. If all of a sudden they go out and get a Zadorov, which apparently they tried to do, but they were trying to get Calgary to retain money and Calgary wasn't willing to do it. So it was a different price. If Toronto brings in Zadorov, all that cap space that they just freed up from Klingberg now goes to a guy that in an ideal world slots in as a good fifth defenseman, a bad fourth defenseman. Like okay. it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense for this team long-term. What is the goal? Is it to make the playoffs? Yes. But is it to actually win in the playoffs? That's the bigger goal here. They're still winning regular season games. They're not in a desperate position. They're not the Edmonton Oilers where it's like, holy crap, every game you lose now is just complete desperation mode. Mm -hmm. You don't have the cap. You don't have the assets. You had a general manager who's working with his former team where they obviously can't have the optics of looking like they handed it to this guy. And the Leafs wanted them to retain salary, which they weren't willing to do. Like, I I really don't have a problem with this. The, The bigger thing for me, is that the next move now has to, has to be a hit for tree living. Like if you're going to pass on Zadorov at that price and you're going to have people saying, hey, why didn't you do this? Then the next move you do, like you just mentioned, it, it has to be a Tanev at a good price. It has to be some kind of defenseman with control who's actually going to slot in as your top four guy who you paid a bunch of things for because I think that they've only really got one swing at this.
1: Yeah. And I think what you said there is really fair about Zadorov and the fit and you know the the, the trade price and the optics mm-hmm. or whatever. I just remember from a fan, a Leaf fan's perspective, it's a tough pill to swallow when you desperately need defense help. And like at the point where, you know, I think you you rate Legison pretty high. I like Legison a lot, but I you know, I like Benoit a lot. He's been fine. It just feels like they're gonna stretch these guys out. And, you know, that's what the difference between good players and and bad players is good players. You can play a lot and they just kind of stay the same. Like there's going to be huge dips. Got Boston coming in on Saturday night. Like they're a really Mm -hmm. good team. Seattle stinks and you still go to a shootout with them or whatever. I'm not putting it on them. You know what I'm saying? I just, I think it's tough optics when he goes for nothing. When the, what, you know what the, the prices that people were putting out there. I think it's just tough optics when you're desperate for defense and he goes for for not a whole lot. And I know the price would have been different for Toronto. They have no second round picks. Dubis left them with nothing in terms of second round picks. So maybe that was going to be the price through tame money. I just, I'm just worried about the decor and I know they're yeah. in a good spot or whatever, but even if they have everybody healthy, well, you trade for Zadorov. It's like, okay, well then he just plays on the bottom pair. You can't be on a bottom pair yeah, of a really good calorie team.
0: cap exists, bud. like, I don't I know. This isn't a vacuum where there's no cap. Like if they, put, they bring everybody back healthy and Zadorov's on the team, That's what you're set at.
1: But if Klingberg's gone, right? Like if he's if he's on LTIR and then he's gone, um, then you just kind of slot him on the bottom pair instead of having Klingberg in there, no, with the same four that you already had.
0: Yeah, but that's the point: is that they don't want to have a better bottom pairing. What they Mm -hmm. view it as is they need to improve the top four. Like that's what they're going to use the cap on. If they use up the space on the Zadorov. That mm-hmm. means come trade deadline, if one of these defensemen does become available, if all of a sudden you are in the sweepstakes for a top four guy that actually fits with this team, you now have less draft capital to use and you no longer have cap space. And so what are you going to have to do? You're going to have to pay for more retention, which is something they, like this team can't afford to do because they don't have a bunch of first-round picks. They don't have second-round picks. They're basically mm-hmm. missing an entire draft class coming up here. Like yeah. They've got Fraser Minton, who's in the minors, and then they've got Easton Cowan. Dude, look at this team. Like they, they, you think they'd be playing Nick Robertson if there was anybody in the Marlies right now worth a damn? Like, who are these guys? They're
1: they're playing Nick Robertson so that somebody thinks he's good. But But that's uh, that's it. They're gonna pop and think he can. He's worth a trade. That's why they're playing him.
0: They they do not have assets. They don't have young players of value. They don't have salary cap space. They tried to make a retention deal work with Calgary. Calgary wasn't interested in doing it. And so what ends up happening is you put more pressure on the next move you make, but. Again, I, I just I can't get too worked up about the Leafs not adding a fifth defenseman when right now the team looks like they're chock full of fifth defense. It's Like, how many fifth defensemen do you want? They got McCabe, they yeah. got Lagason, they got Benoit. Yeah, you, know, but you, they, bring,
1: like, you bring him in, he's definitely better than the three HL borderline guys he's playing. Yeah. Like, he's immediately on your second pair okay. and he's better than those three guys, right? Okay,
0: he's better. He's better. Okay, so he's okay. better. But yeah. baseball does war, right? Wins above replacement. How many more wins do you think Zadorov is going to bring the it's Leafs this season?
1: No, I'm saying. I don't think you quantify it like that. Like, I mean, how, if there, how, is there you, hockey. Point. I don't know. The I just point think they're, making they're a better team is... with him. I'm, listen, I know that Zadorov is not that good. I get that. I understand that he's a bottom pair guy. I'm not that bent out a shape about it. I just think it's really hard optics when you need defensemen and you didn't get the guy that was rumored to be coming here and they desperately need him. See, I think that's
0: the only reason. That's the only reason it's hard optics, like to people, is that it's like Toronto is the number one fantasy land market in all of pro sports. We're doing it with Otani right now. We did it with Damian Lillard on the basketball team. We do it with Zadorov. Like every single (laughs) person. I wouldn't
1: wouldn't say those guys. I don't think it's in the same class. (laughs)
0: Yeah. They, they're not in the same the, class. That's I'm just saying la- that that's the
1: last time Zadorov's going to be mentioned in a sentence with Otani. My, my and Dame only Lillard. point,
0: <laughs> my only point is that anybody who's available is always coming here and we spin it. Cause we've got a big media group that basically has to talk about this stuff. Like this we've had every single show in the city saying the Leafs are going to get Tanov and Zadorov, Tanov and Zadorov, And so Zadorov goes somewhere else and it goes for a little cheaper and people pull their hair out. But if you think about it practically for two seconds, it doesn't make sense for Toronto. Like, it doesn't. It doesn't help them win more games this year if they have Zadorov on the team. Like, it, and if it is, it's like a war of one. Like, is that going to be the difference for this team? Is that the margins that they're working within? I don't think so. I don't think that's worth them eating up their cap space. They need to swing bigger than that. Uh, all right. Did anything else you got on this?
1: On Zadorov or on yeah. the hockey game? No, I don't. No, I, on, I, on both. Like, I, I would say that I don't want to be painted into the corner of my 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 heart being destroyed. But I just thought that optics were tough and that they need help is what I'm getting at here. Yeah. like did. I do not I d I don't I'm not comfortable going into a stretch of games against good teams playing those three guys 15 to 18 minutes a night.
0: And I it's I think you like, just gotta ride it out. Well,
1: but everybody like but yeah, I guess. But you know I was told by every hockey guy and you that oh it's really hard. It's really hard. And then like two trades have happened in the last two days. It's like, oh, you can't do it now. And it's like, oh, well, Calgary did it to their division opponent in November. So it can't yeah. be that hard.
0: Again, I think that some of these teams are in different positions than what Toronto's in because they've made so many trades in the past and they haven't built up a farm system that really has much. They're also a team that's extremely capped out. Like it's just, it's, it is a tough time to make trades and Vancouver did it and kudos to them. I think it's an awesome yeah. trade for them. I think it's a tough trade for a Calgary fan where you're like, that's it. That's all we got. But yeah, like I said, I do think that this puts more pressure on tree living for the next move that he makes because yep. if he makes a bad trade moving forward and he gets another like fifth defenseman who isn't as good as Adorov who hasn't scored 14 goals and doesn't bring that edge and he mm-hmm. gives up a similar trade package for it. You're starting to shake your head and wonder, hey, what the hell was this? And if they don't yep. land that right shot D or they end up overpaying for somebody that's another rental, I, I think that's going to look bad on tree living. I don't think that this is without warts. I'm just saying that this one's not too big of it for me. Um, you know what was would have been a nice one though, is keeping Jared McCann. Um, <laughs> he's officially a Leaf killer.
1: Yeah, he scores a lot against the Leafs. Loves to he's score got against six the Leafs. Six
0: points in five games against the Leafs.
1: Was, so it was to four protect goals. Hall it was to protect Hall.
0: To, to protect Hall, which ended yeah. up being kind of like more reasonable.
1: Yeah. Even with the from him Hall, that year. Hall played a lot of minutes for them for a lot of years, but yeah. yeah, I mean, this guy shoots it in the net a lot. I think he's having a down year this. He scored forty last year, right? Yeah. I don't think – I don't think and he's, he's – what's, what's, he what's he at this year? If someone could Google that for me quickly. Um, he's just – he's a good shooter. He'd be a great addition mm-hmm. to this Leafs team. Would they end up paying him $5 million bucks a year for a, for a while, I feel like. So, yeah, he's a Leaf killer. Loves to shoot it against the Leafs. Um, I mean, Dubas isn't here anymore, so maybe you could take a little bit of – just relax a little bit there, Jared. Yep. He's like, I got to show off. He was wearing his, uh, Sue Greyhounds underwear tonight. So he was feeling really good about it, but, uh, <laughs> um, we haven't mentioned wall, eh?
0: No. Well, that's, I was going to say, I've got two closing thoughts and one okay. is Joe wall. Yeah. Uh, it's his third straight start and he mm-hmm. was really, really good again. Like, Oh yeah. I think that you could make a minor complaint about the second goal in terms of just everybody getting beat. Like camp gets beats the Tolvan in one. It's just a rip. It's a goal scorer's goal.
1: I love the goals. So, no, he's having a good year again.
0: Yeah, he's having a really good year. Um, Eleven goals, but yeah, the Tolvanen one, I went like, okay, maybe he makes this save or that's the one that he would mm-hmm. want. But it's a rip, it's a nasty play. He cuts towards the net. Like, I, I don't hate it. I don't think it's a soft goal. But either way, I thought he was awesome again tonight. Like, he's just he's clearly the number one guy. And the weird thing is, I kind of think that you have to play him again against Boston on Saturday. Like, I, I don't it's think that about that. Turn- well, not I, it. Just I, you and I both thought that he was going to be the 1A to Samsonov's yeah. 1B and that they were going to have to lean on Samsonov at some point this year. But I, I'm not sure I would have ever thought that a, one of the goalies was going to get four straight starts healthy.
1: Yeah, it's, I think it's just one guy has shown to be really good and the other yeah. guy they don't trust. They trust this guy. Keith yeah. loves him. Keith trusts him. Talked about it this morning at, at the morning skate and his word was it was an easy decision. So yeah, tells you all you need to know about where they're at with their goaltending. It was an easy decision. I'm sure, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure old, uh, Sammy didn't love hearing that.
0: No, I don't, he did not. It was an easy decision. Uh, the yeah. last thing for me is just, do you remember, I, I, you don't remember this, but last year, Mitch Marner was awesome when he chipped his tooth and I said he could have kept, should have kept it. And I yeah. called him chip Marner and I said, yeah, Hey, I keep it a, rolling
1: zero with- recollection. I was off yeah. a lot last year, though. Maybe that was when I was in Cabo or something. I don't no, know. No,
0: you. I. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe not. But I just. I do think that there's something funny about how the guy chips a tooth, and Chip Marner is awesome, and then yeah. he takes a puck off the cheek, and he has to wear the fishbowl, and now fishbowl, like Bubble Marner, whatever the hell you want to call him, all of oh a sudden my. he gets red hot too. Basically, the theory is, is like you remember uh, that offensive lineman on the Jaguars? I can't remember his name. Maybe he was D-line actually. Uh, John. I ah, can't remember his name. Anyway, uh, oh, yeah. he used to have the warm-up, though. It's famous from, like, top 10s. is getting slapped in the face by his assistant coach. But he just, he oh, would just, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. just ream on that dude, and he yeah. would
0: be like, holy crap, that's how this guy gets fired up? I kind of think that's what they need to do to Marner moving forward It's just, like, somebody shows up out of the blue and just slaps <laughs> with the puck in front of him. <laughs> yes, just Chappelle Show style. What yeah. do the five fingers say to the face? Like, <laughs> slap yeah i don't think it was i don't think he was a guard i think he was yeah john henderson he was a yeah. guard oh. i thought that he was a D tackle uh um, but anyway
1: i was gonna say that bubble marner uh hoodie mellow um yeah. the when lebron put the the batman mask on yeah and back with the heat iconic yeah, yeah that, and then they made him change it because everybody was like they i don't know why they made him change it but uh there's been lots of guys that have done little things with their, with their gear. I'm trying to think of any like in baseball, but I guess there's none. But yeah, the football, I can't mm. think of any. But no, baseball, uh, just
0: huge chains.
1: Huge chains. Yeah. yeah huge so, chains. That's it. Good. on. He just looks so minor hockey.
0: Yeah. Like he just yeah. looks like a, he, he looks, looks like
1: a, I don't know. He looks like a triple A guy out there. Like he yeah. just looks He's, so, so minor hockey. No, he
0: just looks like someone they're going to send back to the world juniors this year. They're like <laughs> Mitch Marner, gonna they're going to send looking him like, down so he can join the junior team again. Looking like
1: Sid wearing number nine at the world juniors with a cage on it. Yeah. I, I I think the bubble, I, I don't like the bubble versus the cage. I've worn both yeah. in my life. I think the cage uh-huh. is a, a, feels way better. I don't know. I uh-huh. guess like it's just, it's clearer vision with the uh with the with the bubble but i feel like you get way less way less like wind on your face and it feels like you're way more like trapped than when you have a cage on that would be my Mm -hmm. my take on the bubble versus uh cage but yeah it looks great good on you bud
0: yeah enjoy the world junior tournament and then, the <laughs> scandal. and then the scandal afterwards, when they find out that you're actually 27 years old <laughs> I was <gonna> say,
1: junior, <laughs> world juniors and scandals, but he cares. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right. Again, hit the thumbs up on YouTube. If you're watching there, uh, leave five stars. If you're watching on Spotify and on iTunes, uh, it's not much, but it does help people find the show. So please do it. If that's how you're listening. Uh, thanks to all the people, by the way, that shared, uh, the Spotify wrapped with us, especially the ones oh, that yeah. tagged us in the story. Cause that was really nice to see. And yeah, like it's nice when people DM you the story and like, they're like they DM you the screenshot. It's like, yeah, share it. You know, don't be afraid. I don't want to be your side piece. Put it out in the story, put it up for oh. the world to see. Um, can I, can I
1: tell you something yeah. about Spotify wrapped? Uh, yeah. you know how much I love Spotify wrapped. So it's yeah. just like my, one of my favorite time of the year. I get so excited for it. Like I even had it on my phone for a couple of days and, and I, of I, waited, I waited, I waited, I waited, I waited, I just waited yeah. and I finally went to it. And they juice the numbers for the big stars. There's no question. Like, there is absolutely no question, like, that they juice. So I had Drake as my number one guy this year. Number yeah. one guy. And I didn't have one Drake song in my top five songs. I listened to Drake for, like, uh, three days after his crappy new album came out. And they're like, that's your like- number one artist. I had I three, Ste- I had three Steely Dan songs in my top five, and they're like Drake's your guy, you're a Drake guy. I'm like, what the hell? How am I first Drake of all, guy?
0: First of all, you're absolutely a Drake guy. You've been talking about, I you defended like all the Drake albums. No, I do I'm like just saying, Drake. But yeah, yeah, not but,
1: this year. There's yeah. no way he was my number one artist. No, not a chance. Is-
0: buddy this is so great this is every this is the pure reveal you just said it it's your favorite time of the year what are you weirdo for spotify (laughs) rap it's the strangest thing i've ever heard anybody say i bang through mine quickly and i'm like oh yeah like still punk rock and hip-hop like for the (laughs) 30th year running like what do you know uh and i couldn't give it a second thought you're looking at this you wanted so badly to post some hipster steely dan tape and then you and then and then all of a sudden it was Drake and your heart was broken. You were broke, broken that you're just a basic Drake lover like everybody else. Loving well, on Drake, I do
1: love Drake, but yeah. I did love his new album. What was your top five? Could you have it on hand?
0: Uh, it was well, it was all the concerts that I saw this year. Okay. Like because it's like I crush. So it's like I saw No Effects this year. I saw yeah. Blink One Eighty Two this year. I saw <laughs> Pup this year. Okay. Uh, who else did I see? I saw West Side. Like yeah, it's just it's everybody that I like. It's West Side Gun. It's like, mm. it's the same stuff over and over and over again, like yeah. year over. I bet you if you did my Spotify rap, it would like look very <laughs> similar, like year over year, essentially. Uh, I always well, think I have... I was, the Beths were in my top five, the Who? Chats.
1: Oh, you it's see, a... you're, you're more of a hipster than I thought. Like, I don't
0: know anything. I even yeah i really love the best they're one of my favorite bands ever so yeah i listen to them a lot that's like the, my sad boy stuff or like okay oh, yeah. i had drake
1: yeah. number one shame 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 yeah. andy schaaf luke combs steely dan tyler childers luke combs Holmes. yeah i listened to luke combs for a week in august and they're like he's on your list yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay man <laughs> one week of luke combs yeah, it's a year like, destroyed. That's like, he's your guy it's i'm destroyed. like all right i guess
0: yeah. No. Yeah, that they was Juice
1: mine. it. I'm telling you, Bud, they juice it. Yeah,
0: I love it. Conspiracy. Hey, Conspiracy <laughs> Corner. Hey, this is a good way for me to plug for tomorrow. Tomorrow I have Scott Hansen and oh, nice. Uh, I gave him a bunch of conspiracy theories about my thoughts on Red Zone and what they're doing in the fire alarm. So tune in for that if you're a awesome. fan of Red Zone. And then I also have Danny Jansen tomorrow on the podcast. So follow the JD Bunker's podcast as Are well and do tell the you same thing Yeah, I'm Oh, 100%. Buddy, the whole I basically, I've, I've like six questions written down and they're all just different ways of me asking them about like, Hey, so what kind of, it's the games, you know, it's a three, two count. It's a big spot. What pitch are you telling Otani to throw? You know, like I've already scouted them. I want to know. I don't get a quick, I don't get much chance
1: to do non-leaf stuff anymore. I just got on my show one time. I just quickly, before we go, just Mm -hmm. just be careful out there with the Otani reports. Okay got a few sent to me in the couple group chats from like you know wait till passing yeah like maybe wait for the passing tweet yeah can we just like we can be excited but we don't need to be sharing some of the some of the the tweets that i've been seeing it's like maybe we just maybe we just wait for passing or fine sand or like one of the professionals maybe just wait for that
0: Here's, here's what i'll tell you uh if those guys aren't tweeting it and then you're seeing it from dudes who you haven't heard from in 20 years. <laughs> I think that it's pretty clear, you know, what the validity of those reports are. This is the season. It happens all the time. Whenever guys are in rumors is there's dudes on the fringes that use it as like, I got nothing to lose. Like no yeah. one's going to remember if I miss. So I'm just going to take a shot and say that this is the case and then I'll parade it forever. If it actually hits, it's just, yeah. it's, it's a, it's, it's an easy Mark play in sports media. So yeah, have a little bit of media literacy look out there and yeah. Thank you. Tr- that was yeah, my, that's my uh, that was careful. it.
1: But, but yeah. be excited because this is an exciting time. He was down to like three to one odds to hey, sign with the guess, Jays guess on Sportsbook. Be excited.
0: Hey, guess what? It's very unlikely that he comes here. So this is the, probably the best time. This is the time where we all think we're going <laughs> to maybe get up there. So soak it up. Uh, enjoy it. Uh, all right. We got to run. Uh, J.D. Bunker, Sam McKee. This is Leafs Talk. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll see you on Saturday night against the
1: Bruins.